Hi, it's Cooper. I'd like to know a little bit more about you, the listeners. So I made a little survey. It's just four tiny questions and should take about one minute to complete. The link is at the top of the show notes. Thank you so much, and let's get on with the show. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is A Little English. Every episode, I read a short story, and after the story, there are three tiny lessons. If you're really serious about studying using this podcast, please go to my website, www.alittleenglish.com. You can get the podcast user's manual with lots of ideas for self-study. If you just want to listen, then relax and enjoy. Oh my goodness, this is the end of season one. The end of Winnie the Pooh. Well, the first book, at least. I'll talk more after the story about what's coming in season two. But for now, there is a lot of Christopher Robin in this story. So, are you ready, Tabata? Uh, let's do this. Winnie the Pooh, Chapter 10 in which Christopher Robin gives Pooh a party, and we say goodbye. Part 2 When they had all nearly eaten enough, Christopher Robin banged on the table with his spoon, and everybody stopped talking and was very silent except... Rue, who was just finishing a loud attack of hiccups, and trying to look as if it was one of Rabbit's relations. This party, said Christopher Robin, is a party because of what someone did, and we all know who it was, and it's his party because of what he did, and I've got a present for him, and here it is. Then he felt about a little and whispered, Where is it? While he was looking, Eeyore coughed in an impressive way and began to speak. Friends, he said, including oddments, it is a great pleasure, or perhaps I had better say it has been a pleasure so far to see you at my party. What I did was nothing. Any of you, except Rabbit and Owl and Kanga, would have done the same. Oh, and Pooh. My remarks do not, of course, apply to Piglet and Roo because they are too small. 
any of you would have done the same. But it just happened to be me. It was not, I need hardly say, with an idea of getting what Christopher Robin is looking for now. And he put his front leg to his mouth and said in a loud whisper, Try under the table. That I did what I did, but because I feel that we should all do what we can to help, I feel that we should all said Rue accidentally. Rue, dear, said Kanga reproachfully. Was it me? asked Rue, a little surprised. What's Eeyore talking about? Piglet whispered to Pooh. I don't know, said Pooh, rather dolefully. I thought this was your party. I thought it was once, uh, but I suppose it isn't. I'd sooner it was yours than Eeyore's, said Piglet. So would I, said Pooh. <coughs> said Rue again. And as I was saying, said Eeyore loudly and sternly, as I was saying when I was interrupted by various loud sounds, I feel that... Here it is, cried Christopher Robin excitedly. Pass it down to silly old Pooh. It's for Pooh. For Pooh, said Eeyore. Of course it is. The best bear in all the world. I might have known, said Eeyore. After all, one can't complain. I have my friends. Somebody spoke to me only yesterday, and it was last week or the week before that Rabbit bumped into me and said, Bother. The social round. Always something going on. Nobody was listening, for they were all saying, Open it. Pooh, and what is it, Pooh? I know what it is. No, you don't, and other helpful remarks of this sort. And of course, Pooh was opening it as quickly as ever he could, but without cutting the string, because you never know when a bit of string might be useful. At last it was undone. When Pooh saw what it was, he nearly fell down. He was so pleased. It was a special pencil case. There were pencils in it marked B for bear, and pencils marked HB for helping bear, and pencils marked BB for brave bear. There was a knife for sharpening the pencils, and India rubber for rubbing out anything which you had spelt wrong. And a ruler for ruling lines for the words to walk on. And inches marked on the ruler in case you wanted to know how many inches anything was. 
and blue pencils and red pencils and green pencils for saying things in blue and red and green. And all these lovely things were in little pockets of their own in a special case, which shut with a click when you clicked it. And they were all for Pooh. Oh, said Pooh. Oh, Pooh, said everyone else except Eeyore. Thank you, growled Pooh. But Eeyore was saying to himself, This writing business, pencils and whatnot, overrated if you ask me, silly stuff, nothing in it. Later on, when they had all said goodbye and thank you to Christopher Robin, Pooh and Piglet walked home thoughtfully together in the golden evening, and for a long time they were silent. When you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last, what's the first thing you say to yourself? What's for breakfast? said Pooh. What do you say, Piglet? I say, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Pooh nodded thoughtfully. It's the same thing, he said. And what did happen? When? Next morning? I don't know. Could you think and tell me and Pooh sometime? If you wanted it very much. Pooh does. Pooh does, said Christopher Robin. He gave a deep sigh and picked his bear up by the leg and walked off to the door, trailing Winnie the Pooh behind him. At the door, he turned and said, Coming to see me have my bath? I might, I said. Was Pooh's pencil case any better than mine? It was just the same, I said. He nodded and went out, and in a moment I heard Winnie the Pooh bump, bump, bump going up the stairs behind him. And that is the end of the book. I'm actually having a lot of feelings right now. It took me about six months of preparation and practice to begin this podcast, and I always knew that I would read Winnie the Pooh first. But I wasn't sure what I would do after that. And now, here we are at the end. It's time to take a bath and put Edward Bear 
and Christopher Robin to bed. Like I always say in the credits, all the stories I read are in the public domain, which means that the copyright has expired on them. So far, only the first Winnie the Pooh book is in the public domain, so I can't continue with those stories. Not until next year, anyway. It's actually pretty interesting legal stuff, and you can Google it yourself if you want to. Anyway, I've decided that for season two of A Little English, we're going to do something different. We're going to read some pretty weird science fiction stories by another one of my favorite authors, Philip K. Dick. And since Halloween is coming up, we are going to start with a spooky one called The Hanging Stranger. These stories are also public domain, but they come from the 1950s and 60s, so I hope the language will be a little easier to understand. Phil Dick's stories are very different from A.A. A. Milne's. And I am super excited to get started. I hope you're going to come along for the ride. Anyway, let's do some tiny lessons. How is the big picture looking tonight? I just have one question. Why was it so important that Pooh got a pencil case as a present? There are a few answers, but I think that the best one is that it's exactly the same case as Christopher Robin, the real Christopher Robin, had. So, the two best friends can write together. What about a dance at the Dictionary Disco? There are two absolutely beastly adverbs in this story, and they are right near each other. First, Kanga speaks reproachfully. Long word. Well, reproach means to scold someone or speak to them like a mom to a kid, like Kanga does a lot. So reproachfully means to talk to someone like you are their mom, and you just caught them doing something naughty. Right afterwards, Pooh speaks dolefully. 
don't think that you can be dull, but you can be doleful. Full of dole? No. Doleful means sad or kind of depressed. So speaking dolefully is just a fancy 1926 way of saying sadly. How about season one's final melody moment? Actually, I don't have a new lesson for today. It's the end of season one, and I want to review. If you go all the way back to episode one, I talk about the boots and cats of English. Boots and cats. That's just another way to say the rhythm. Rhythm is incredibly important for spoken English. Actually, I think it's the most important thing in speaking and listening to English. It's created by having strong and weak syllables. Strong syllables generally sound like the way they are written, and weak syllables are made weak by reducing the vowel sound into a schwa, or sometimes another sound like a schwi. That's it. That's the key to sounding great in spoken English change about half your vowel sounds to schwa's. So instead of o or ah, you just say a tiny little uh. Don't worry, I'll talk a lot more about this. Let's go to the credits. Thank you for listening to Season 1, Episode 12 of A Little English. Every episode is produced entirely by me, Edward Cooper Howland, here in Hiroshima, Japan. For more information on how to study using this podcast, please go to www.alittleenglish.com where you can get the podcast user's manual. You can follow me on social media at ALE Learning on Instagram and Twitter. To join the conversation and the community around A Little English, please go to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash a little English. If you do, you can join a private Discord server for patrons and you can chat with me. Ask me questions. Maybe I can uh, help you with your homework. Maybe. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on whatever app you are using to listen. 
the stories that I read are in the public domain, and I get them from standardebooks.org, which is a really good website, and you should check it out. Again, thank you so much for listening. For now, be kind to yourselves and to each other. This video is sponsored by Tabby and Cooper.